0: Christmas to everybody. Daniel, Daniel, and I are gonna try to get out of here this way. So, hey, isn't this cool to have one service? Like everybody together. How many people uh are here? Hey, what's up? What's up? How many people are like you like over time you go, I don't know that person or that person. One of the cool things about having one service that we don't get to always have is that uh, you get to see people that you don't get to see because a lot of times people will come into the 845 service and the uh, folks that are coming in the 1130 service don't know each other. Like, we go to church together? Really? How long have we been going to church together? Two years, really, and I've never met you? It's kind of wild, you know, so so this is kinda really kind of fun. Merry, Merry Christmas to everybody. Amen. What a very cool day today is, and tonight is going to be really special as well. I'm really looking forward to all this time. If you can hear, the, uh, the water is... Uh, is uh rolling so if i have to go to the bathroom really quick you'll know what i'm doing you know what's happening so that's kind of what they're like i gotta pee man i don't know what's going on but um we are getting the water ready we have a baptism uh this morning uh our buddy zach cunningham it's gonna be cold bro but hey here's what i I told zach it might be a little chilly this morning he goes well who said suffering for jesus wasn't something we had to do right like dude he's ready to get baptized uh, my understanding is also we're having another baptism this evening. Is that correct? Am I right if I said that? Debbie, is that correct? Am I right? All right. So for the five o'clock service, by that time, by that time it will be will be warm. Um, I also spoke to uh, Mr. Mark Demet, who is uh, who is uh, Rebecca Gooch's dad, and he and his wife are gonna are planning to get baptized. Did you just whistle who just whistled that? That's awesome. Planning to get baptized on the 7th, so be praying for that. want Guys, what an amazing year it's been already, uh, This is, uh, and, and when I say already, it just feels like it just flew by, like we were getting ready for things, we were preparing for things, we were challenging one another as far as what it means to be uh, giving people uh, the, the green light to be the light uh, to the world. And really love our city and love our communities that are not just not not just Edgerton, but the cities around our city. And and we've had just an incredible, amazing, wonderful, beautiful year. And 2018 is going to be something very special. Amen. Here's what's here's what if you want to know if you don't know we have um, been a church that has been had about 250 folks every week coming to church on Sunday, which is crazy. Because nobody expected that when we started our church almost three years ago. It'll be three years ago in a couple of weeks, which is nuts in and of itself. Again, talking about like just a flash, in the, like it just goes so quickly. But that's not the, the favor and the numbers and those kinds of things are not what impresses me and they're not what impresses God. It's impressive to a lot of folks. But what I love is the fact that we had genuinely as a church have a love that, that just you can't you can't divide it. Like, there's a genuine love that comes straight through the Holy Spirit into the, the church itself. Love of one another. Love of our people. Love of those who don't know Jesus yet, right? And I dig that. Man, that is incredible to me. And so, guys, thank you for being the kind of church that I enjoy coming to every Sunday. Like, I know a lot of pastors are going, they got, like, and I know this, because I got pastor buddies that have issues Right? And I got a lot of pastor buddies, and some of them, man, they dread going to church on Sunday. And I know that sounds crazy, right? But that, that like, like you would think, that, oh, man, the pastor should really enjoy it. But there is division a lot of times in a church, and there's chaos sometimes in a church. But not so with us. Amen? Amen. Not so with us. Because we're unified by Jesus. I don't know. Like it, like it blows my mind how many of you I did not know three years ago. But because of Jesus, I know you now. Wow. Blows. I mean, does that not, that, that, that's crazy, isn't it? That's just, it blows your mind to think those kinds of things. And it is through Jesus and Jesus alone. A couple of weeks ago, and if I haven't met you, by the way, my name is Casey. You're like, who's this guy talking? I don't know. He's got up and started talking. That's one. My name is Casey. I'm one of the pastors here at, at New City. And, man, I just welcome you guys to uh, To our church, great to see all the new faces here. Also, great to see some of the old faces here that uh, that are the veterans of our of our new church. But uh, we, a couple of weeks ago, I did talk a little bit about and I gave the uh, the, the outline and chronological order of the birth of Jesus and the historic accounts of those things and and what it meant to. Like like to that culture at the time, and how crazy brave Joseph and Mary had to be to be able to 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 go and do what they did and be obedient to the Holy Spirit and all those kinds of things, and what it means for us today, their sacrifice, their courage, then we're still talking about them now, and many of us get to go to heaven because of what they did and their obedience and their favor that they had their humility that they had, their submissiveness ultimately to God that they had. Beautiful, and we need to be thinking about those kinds of things. Matthew and Mark and Luke both have different kinds of uh, outlines and different details and that kind of thing. And and for some of you, you got a little upset with me because I ruined the nativity scenes. Right, if you remember that, like if you don't know, like the, like the the wise men and the shepherd were two different people, and the wise men came like a couple of years after, and and probably Jesus was a toddler. So we look at the wise men and go, oh shoot, dang, they're in there with the with the baby in the manger, and we go, oh no, that's that was ruined. Matter of fact, we've got a, a nativity scene in our house that we put up every year, and Judy comes home from from church that Sunday, and she goes, fine. And she takes the wise men out, out, of the, out of the nativity scene, and she puts them over there. She goes, they're two years away now. Is that are you, are you happy? With... Maybe I don't want to ruin this for you. I just talk, like it's is what the scriptures say, you know. I mean, I was like, There's some just in historical inaccuracy. It's all right. I mean, you know, as long as we love Jesus, we're unified by, by that, right? And so it's kind of a cool thing. The book of John has some interesting things in it, though, that, that doesn't like, like you don't get the regular Christmas story out of the book of John, but it is as powerful to me. And I think if you'll understand where he's coming from, it's as powerful to you, it will be as it is to me once we talk about this this morning. Because, you know, we do genuinely, and I think about the whole Ricky Bobby praying to the baby Jesus in, the, in Talladega Heights, you know. We tend to focus on the baby Jesus at Christmas time, don't we? We tend to focus on the baby in the manger and that whole nativity scene that's in our mind, but, but in John 1, it, it really kind of gives a powerful uh, testimony to the reasons that Jesus came. Let me read. start off in John 1. It says John 1, starting in verse uh, 1, and this is a great, great, really a great gospel to read. By the way, the, there is how many gospels? Does anybody know? One gospel. He's like, you guys are right. See, there are four. People ought to say at times think there are four gospels in the Bible. But, but in essence, there is one gospel. It is one God, right? And so it says, in the beginning was the, the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was God and, with, and was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, no one thing was created that had been, has been created life if I say life life was in him and that life was the light of, of men see Jesus later says that you're not to be you're supposed to be the light to the world a city on a hill can't be hidden don't light that light and put it under a bowl right and so life was in him and that life was the light of men that light shines in the darkness yet the darkness did not overcome it. Now, if you recall in the, in the scriptures I talked about a few weeks ago, we talked about uh, John the Baptist, who comes as basically a precursor to to Jesus, right? And he's Jesus's cousin, and he was born about six months before, uh, well, about, yeah, about six months before Jesus was, and, and he grew up, and he went into the woods and ate bugs and honey. It's about to be a messed up looking dude, right? Like, it would be kind of a cool thing to see this guy coming out of the Woods going, hey, repent, right? I mean, I'm like, whoo, all right, man. So, so he was the guy that kind of laid the foundation and made the path straight for Jesus. And he talks about him here too. Verse 6, there was a man named John who was sent from God to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light who gives light to everyone was coming to the world, and that is Jesus the Christ. Amen? How many, y'all, y'all loving this so far, right? I'll just look, like, just wait to what he says. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, he gave them the right. Guys, we have the right, right? This is not just something that we do, Jesus has given us the right to be children of God. Wow. You're about to be baptized today, bro. Welcome to the family, right? Because we're children of God. This is amazing. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man is not somebody saying, I want to have me some children, right? I want to carry on my name. I want to do all those kinds of things. He says, to those who are not born of blood, not born of the will of man, or, or but of of who? But of God, right? This is a spiritual rebirth. Verse 14, the word. Now understand something. This is why I tremble at the word of God. When I'm reading my Bible. Like I just sometimes. I am in awe of what it is. With like who this is that I'm reading. This is God that we get to read. He has given us his, his word. Right? And that word became. Flesh. That's the birth of Jesus. And took up residence among us. We observed his glory. The glory of the one and only son. From the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, here's the thing that we've got to understand when we start thinking about this. Do we want to be Christ-like? We do, don't we, right? So if Jesus was full of grace and truth, then we've got to be full of grace and truth. And here's some of the issues with some of the approaches to our evangelism and reaching people sometimes we're so far on the side of truth that we forget that there's grace upon grace that God has given us through Jesus Christ right and so when he says he's full of grace and and here's what I mean like things like oh it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're a good person as long no that's not this. not how it works right Jesus says I am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through me right so we can't can't wash over or 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 really like cover that and, and and try to make people comfortable in things and make them go oh it's as long as i'm good and if they like like that's not what jesus said right like jesus rose from the dead to show us who he truly is but at the same time we can, although we can't go that so far, we can't go so far into the truth and all that's all we think about and say things like, oh, you're going to go straight to hell if you do all those things and do all those things. Like I have a point of bony finger of indignation in the faces of people. We can't do that either, right? Because that's not what Jesus did, did he? Like he, he came full of grace and truth. He, he picked up the woman caught in adultery. She was probably completely naked, about to be stoned to death. And he looked at her and said, I don't condemn you anymore. Like, I don't condemn you at all. Does any, and no one else does either. And he said, but go and sin no more. So there's this beautiful balance that we get to have of grace and truth. Yes, there is grace. Absolutely. And yes, Jesus is absolutely on, the only way. Sometimes we want to tend to reach people through great intellectual conversations and things like that, or really just cover over and just put an arm around and say, oh, it's okay, no matter what you do, that kind of thing. Guys, we can't do either one of those things. We have got to come full of grace and truth. Yes, Jesus is the only way, and sometimes it's got to be said with tears. Amen? Amen. I mean, that's just the great thing about it. And so when we start talking about things like, will it be us that reaches our people and reaches our city and reaches our community— Will it be us? We've got to be thinking in those terms: absolute truth, no doubt, and grace upon grace that God has given us. As God has given me grace, God has given you grace. By the way, before you leave, if you walked in this this morning, there were some bags out front. The, you know what those? I don't know if anybody, does anybody know what those bags are. They're just presents for us. Is that what? Is it, like, I know what they are. <laughs> He's like, you don't know? No, they're. Tell us, Pete. Tell us what they are. No, no. <laughs> is that my new iPhone that I studied? <laughs> I, need, I need a new phone, man. My phone's so jacked. I tried to go Friday. It was so crowded. I'm like, no, nah, this is ridiculous. This is actually uh, birthday cake uh, re- ingredients, So you can go home and bake and Jesus a birthday cake. One per family. Is that cool? Like, this is a great. But, but when you do that, like, I love this. Like, when you do that, though, think about. The, what does this mean for us? Like, what does this mean for me? What, that Jesus has come and given me the right to be a child of God, and I get to go share it with others with it full of grace and truth. How cool is that, right? Like, I love this. John 18, and I love the book of John. And this is a little bit of a different twist on the Christmas story. And you guys, some some of you may look at me like you are nuts for going here. You're supposed to talk about this at Easter. But it is so very clear what Jesus did. Sometimes people say, why did Jesus even come? And yet he tells us right here. He says, then they took Jesus. And Jesus has been beaten up. And he's been put in front of the, the, the court systems and things like that. He says, then they took Jesus from Caiaphas. To the governor's headquarters, it was early morning and they did not enter the headquarters. He's about to be crucified for, for us, right? Otherwise, they would have defiled and, and, and unable to eat the Passover. Then Pilate came to them and said, what charge do you bring against this man? He's talking to the Jewish elite here. And they answered him, if this man weren't a criminal, oh, we wouldn't have handed him over to you. So Pilate told them, take him for yourselves and what? judge him according to your law it's not legal for us to put anyone to death the jews declared and they said this so that Jesus' words might be fulfilled signifying what kind of death he was going to die then pilate went back to the headquarters and summoned jesus and said to him are you the king of the jews do you guys remember when When the wise men came up to King Herod and said, we're looking for the king of the Jews, right? And King Herod and all of Jerusalem just freaked out. Like, who are you? I'm the king of the Jews. What are you you talking about? And he says, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, are you asking this on your own or have others told you about me? I'm not a Jew, am I? Pilate replied, your own nation and chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Listen to Jesus man I love Jesus he's so like he's, he's obviously God but there's just something about his intellect and his swagger when he's in front of people right like I just love this my kingdom is not of this world said Jesus if my kingdom were of this world my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews as it is my kingdom does not have its origin here Guys, we can learn from that. Like, we're, not, we're, we're truly children of God. Listen to what Pilate says. Oh, he's trying to get him. Trying, he thinks he's got him here, right? Oh, you are a king then, Pilate asked. You say that I'm a king, Jesus replied. I was born for this. And I have come into the world for this. He's telling us why he was born. Listen, he's about to drop it. To testify to the truth. Wow. That's why he was born, my brothers and sisters. That's the reason. To testify to the truth. Not to cram truth down people's throats. Absolutely not. Full of grace and truth. But truth is a person, and that person is God that came in the flesh, in the born, born in the flesh as a man. Wow. I was born for this, and for this I came into the world. That's the Christmas story. Everyone who is, on, who is of the truth listens to my, my voice. And many people are still asking this today. What is truth, said Pilate? Guys, we don't baptize people simply to baptize people, to get them wet, and to have a number of people that we can report to our uh, associations and things like that. It's nothing like that. Like these things this people don't do what Zach is about to do simply to to do it cuz this is what the church is supposed to do. He has been pounded by God. Like he's been like he's been on your mind and on your heart, right? Like this is great stuff. And so as he gets baptized and we do it the way the baptisms were done in the in the New Testament, the way Jesus was baptized by full immersion. That's why we do what we do. It's done because this is the first step of obedience. Like he's gonna step into as a child of God after today. Like he's he's confessing his his love for Jesus publicly and his devotion for Jesus publicly. Jesus is going to be his Lord, and he's gonna become one of the many lights of the world. We are collectively the light of the world. And that's what he's going to do and Jesus talked to one of the religious guys named Nicodemus and this is one of the most famous passages of all that we like I just love this but it's so misused and so misunderstood so many times but listen to what and this truly is the Christmas story John 3 starting in verse 16 John 3 16 you see that at the football games right Every time somebody kicks a field goal, John three sixteen is on the right. Everybody loves that. John, it's my favorite. For God so loved the world in this way that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And everybody says, "Hallelujah, glory to God!" Right? But he keeps talking. And he's teaching Nicodemus, and he's trying to help him understand. He just started talking about being reborn again. Nicodemus is like, what? Well, you can't be born twice. He's talking about being spiritually reborn. He says, for God did not send his son into the world that he might condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. This is grace. Amen? So he came to testify to the truth, and he did it with grace upon Grace upon grace, full of grace and truth. It's the same story, here, no matter where you read it, right? Old Testament, New Testament, God's still God. That's what I love about it. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned. But anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This, then, is the judgment, and he's going to tie this back together. The light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who practices wicked things hates the light. This ain't the John 3.16 everybody knows. It keeps going, doesn't it? Hates the light and avoids it so that his deeds may not be exposed. But, everybody say but. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be shown and be accomplished by God. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Guys, here's what we're going to do tonight, 5 o'clock service. Am I the only one sweating in here? Yes. I'm hot. I need a refrigerator up here. I just sit in and preach from that. Is that cool? (coughs) Tonight, we're going to have a candlelight service, and If you've never been to one of our candlelight services, guys, it is a trip. It is a trip, and it's awesome. It's going to be set up very much like this. We're going to have something called an Advent candle, which is going to have four candles. I'm going to see if I can remember this from memory. I didn't grow up in the church. Some of this is still new to me. I'm learning, right? But the Advent candle is going to represent love, joy, peace, and hope. All right? All right, cool. And then we're going to have a candle in the middle. Maybe that's going to represent the light of the world that we've been talking about this morning. And so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to out of that light, out of that candle, we're going to be and we're going to shut the lights off. And if you've ever been here, it's man, like I said, it's it's wild and shut the lights off. And it's going to be an incredible representation because what does Jesus say? Men love the darkness, right? But light will overtake the darkness. And so when we hand out, we start giving off a, uh, one candle here, and I'll, I'll give it to somebody here, and all of a sudden, like it, even though it's dark, all of a sudden, this place will be lit up, not by electricity and not by any kind of fluorescent lights or LEDs or anything like that. Remember, we're going to have the clock's going to be down, we're going to have every all the shades are going to be, it's going to be dark, but then that light is going to overtake that darkness. And guys, as we talk about that tonight, here's what I want us to remember. We are the light of the world. We're not the condemnation of the world, right? We're not the accusers of the world. Like we, 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 we yeah, we're going to tell people the truth, and we're not going to shy away from it. And we're going to love people enough to disciple them in a way that they're, they're, they can come to Jesus just where they're at, and we're going to love them enough not to let them stay that way. Amen? Because that's what we do, because that's what he's called us do in in so many ways, to make disciples, teaching them what it means to be obedient. Zach's going to take that first step here in just a second. Let me pray for us real quick. Father, man, we love you. And we thank you so very much for everything you've done. God, as uh, Zach gets into the water um, here in a few minutes, and as we get ready To baptize him in the name of the Son and the Father and the Holy Spirit. May it be a reminder to us that we are uh, lights for you. That yes, the world hates the light. Yes, the world is is already condemned and we get that, Lord. But you came into the world. You became flesh. The word you became flesh. What you said you would be. You called it out throughout your Old Testament, Lord. Throughout your word. Until Jesus came. You said, I'm coming, I'm coming. This is what I'm going to look like. And you came so that we would recognize you you. And you did it. And then you rose from the dead to show us exactly who you are. And you gave us your Holy Spirit so that we could be with you. Father, may we never... Never take that for granted. And may we never stop being the light of the world. Lord, may we love the way you love. May we fellowship the way you fellowship. May we disciple the way you command. and May we be your people that you, man, you show favor to. It is in your son's precious and amazing and holy name. Everybody in the house said.